Coaches. Blow the whistle, ay. blow the whistle, ay. blow the whistle, they can't hold a flame against you, ay. blow the whistle, blow the whistle, blow the whistle, got the game, it ain't no issue, yeah. blowing the whistle, I had enough with you, the championship it is gone, ain't listen to you, I can't give it to you, cause you don't know what I've been on, this is the coaches, podcast, ripping up everything, off that, Hey guys, welcome into the Fantasy Coaches Podcast. This is your host, Steve Pintado, and with me as always is my main man, Jabron Curtis. What's going on today, Jibs? Hey, one day to fantasy. Oh yeah, guys, uh, less than just about 26 hours until a kickoff between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Houston Texans. I am thrilled. It has been way too long. I'm dying. All these fantasy drafts, this is what we're here for. This is what we do our fantasy podcast for. This is the moment right here. Week one, opening night. It's going to be a ball. I cannot wait. But we're back now, guys. This is our weekly, regularly schedule. We haven't been on in almost a week now. So, uh, you know, during the season, we're going to be doing on Thursdays, you'll be hearing some starts and sits. Mondays, you'll be hearing some weekend rewind and some, you know, waiver wire pickups and things like that. And then during the week, we may mix in some episodes of some cool things like DST, uh, DST, uh, DS, DFS, Daily Fantasy stuff. We may be doing some special podcast episodes to like help out with some certain things that we couldn't do in just two. So we're going to be doing a lot of different things this season, so look out for it. It's going to be a lot of fun. So before we get started, because we have a lot to go over, unfortunately we have a lot of news to go over. That's kind of what killed us not having an extra pod this week, but there's so much news going on right now. And we're just going to kind of get right into it. And starting at the top here, as we all know at this point, Damian Harris hits the IR for the first three weeks of the season. Jibs, if you're a Damian Harris owner right now, are you holding on to him? Uh, say you say you don't have an IR spot. Are you going to hold on to him? Uh, or would you just let him go in free agency right now? If I don't have an IR spot, I'm probably just going to drop him and pick him back up in a week or two because you know after week one there's going to be some player of some caliber who's like oh he's top waiver you gotta get him so like if you don't want to just lug your roster spot up anyway especially given that backfield there's so many heads being utilized in there too so Sony Michelle is coming back he won't not be utilized fully this week you still have Rick Burkhead James White's still going to get his share maybe more Cam Newton you never know but I don't think it's you shouldn't hold too long to him. Yeah, I couldn't agree. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with you. It just doesn't make sense right now. Who knows? It really will depend. I mean, if you literally have a big faith that he's going to come in and play right away, I just don't think that's happening now. Unfortunately, with Sony playing, so uh, another big one is uh, a rookie, James Robinson, uh, is at the top of the depth chart for the Jaguars. I've been mentioning him on Twitter lately, Jibs. He's the only actually other rookie that actually is probably going to be the Week One starter. So. Uh, is James Robinson somebody you're willing to pick up and who you might drop for to kind of get him? Oh, yeah, I would pick him up, but it seems like you grabbed him in any league that before I could get him. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, like, especially given like the Damian Harris example, like I would definitely drop Damian Harris and pick up James Robinson in the short term. What about some like big high caliber backups, like a guy like Tony Pollard or Latavius Murray or like Chase Edmonds, who you may not have them have their starters but you have them as a backup on your team currently mm, i think i might yeah i think i'm gonna keep hold to the uh the stashes that 
Yeah, no, I agree with you. I had a lot of people on Twitter ask me about this and, like, what's going on. And I'm like, no, hold on to your guys. I mean, I like James Robinson. We just don't know what's going to happen. And we don't know what the touch is going to look like just because he's a top of the depth chart. I really do like him now. So if you can get him on your team somehow without giving up anything, I definitely would. But keep those high power backups because you, they're very valuable for some reason. You draft them within, within like the rounds 10 to 12. So there was a reason you picked these guys up. So, But James Robinson, if you have that spot, if you have a throwaway pick maybe, I would definitely consider getting him on your team. Uh, also, just announced earlier that uh, Dar Aladipo can't say his name right just signed with the Jaguars uh, I don't think that impacts too big I think he's more for special teams apparently uh, Devin Ozzy uh, the other youngster in Jacksonville I can't say his name right I know just uh, how do you say his name do you know okay so Dari Ungumbawale signed with the Jaguars and then De- Devin Ozigbo there it also is Ozigbo kind of plays special teams and can do the same thing he's injured a little bit too so I think that's part of the reasoning of their signing and obviously we know Raquel Armstead is I think he's off the IR the COVID IR but we're not <laughs> no, really no, sure we're not he's still he's showing <laughs> he's still showing on there so that's that's uh that's interesting so uh would you drop Raquel Armstead for James Robinson if I didn't have Iris spot, I probably would. It's the same player who you think about. Yeah, I would drop him too. I would take the shot on helping having James Robinson doing something in week one than holding that Raquel Armstead would come back and do something. Uh, J.D. McKissis is also on top of the depth chart, but don't read into that too much. DeAndre Hopkins signed a nice big two-year deal worth up to $54.5 million. So he's making hella money now. Um, who else? Jalen Ramsey signed a big five-year ex- extension probably the highest paid corner i believe in the league right now uh cream hunt signed a two-year extension uh worth up to 16 million dollars now if you're a nick chubb owner like i am jibs is that something that scares you with nick chubbs in dynasty right now no we're both nick chubb owners in dynasty and it kind of is sour you get sour on it like long term but i still think like he'll still be useful but we also can't like deny like what happened to his usage rate after cream hut started to come on the field the week eight and beyond or week nine and beyond yeah i, I wouldn't be too concerned especially this season if you want to maybe do it mid-season if you're not winning well maybe try to see if you could get for nick chubb just because if you look at the contracts Nick Chubb is actually one year less. I believe he's signed through next season only, while Cream Hunt is obviously, we know now, signed through two seasons. So who knows if they're going to go out and re-sign Nick Chubb if that's the case. So that's something just to keep your eye on. I wouldn't worry about it right now. If you're looking to win this season, just roll with your punches and see what happens. I wouldn't look into it too big. Von Miller, unfortunately, looks like he's going to be out for the rest of the season. Uh, That's unfortunate for an older vet on this Denver team that could really use him. Uh, and then a couple injury things. Miles Sanders could be limited snaps week one. Uh, do you have any real concerns with that, Jibs? Fire up the Sean Jackson, baby. <laughs> All right. Well, here, guys, uh, don't play it too much. I think he's still worthy of a start. Uh, we'll obviously probably maybe talk about him tonight. Maybe not now that we're talking about him, but he should be fine enough to start. I wouldn't like not want to start him because of that. He's still going to be very involved in the offense. And then Brandon Cooks, uh, you'll be hearing this guy's before tomorrow, probably before we air this uh, episode if he's playing or not. But Brandon Cooks is missing practice now, um, and it was with his hamstring. Uh, any any concerns here? Are you probably going to just sit him at this point? 
Yeah, I think it's a little too risky for week one. You kind of want to start your season off on the right foot, so I wouldn't play him. Definitely listen to the reports, but, like, even if you get that report that says he's good to go, like, you have to take that with some pause. And then on Miles Sanders thing, yeah, fire up Deshaun Jackson, but, like, obviously, you could probably could see, I'll say, like, 12, maybe 15 touches out of him. Yeah. Week he- one, but not, like, all, like, consecutive snaps maybe they like mix in some bosses a little bit more bosses Scott than they normally would yeah Boston stop becomes definitely an interesting sleeper option for you this week so we're getting ahead of ourselves but he is definitely somewhat of a sleeper option with maybe playing a little bit more this week and as far as Brandon Cooks guys yeah he's definitely a sit for me this week I actually had him as one of my busts but now that he's kind of injured it seems like I might have to pick someone else and not take the easy route there but yeah, I definitely wouldn't just start him. I would just take the week off for him, and hopefully he doesn't play. And then this new news that came in recently is Mike Evans, Jib's hammy injury, and he's day-to-day right now. Uh, are you concerned with that? It's the same hin- I think it's the same injury from his that caused him to go on IR last year. I'm just going to leave it at this. I'm concerned. I'm concerned, absolutely. Uh, I'd be concerned, too. Um, I may not play him week one now because they do play the Saints. Marshawn Lattimore will probably cover him for most hey, of the game. Hey, calm down, calm down. You're getting ahead of yourself. I will, yeah, we're getting ahead of ourselves. I mean, it's, it's a concern. I don't know if I would not start tease him. but it. you got to tease it. Yeah, if he, uh, yeah, we'll talk about it a little bit. But, yeah. There you go. If he, just watch the, the injury report. That's all I'm saying. Um, but that is the end of our news for the week. There's a lot of things going on, and obviously we're going to keep you guys busy all offseason, as much news as we possibly can get in. Uh, but we're going to go to the quickly to the Thursday night preview. Obviously, Kansas City versus the Houston Texans. Uh, Jibs, what are you looking for in this Thursday night game? Oh, for me, touchdowns. That's what I'm looking for. But I'm also looking forward to the, the, the rematch of what happened in the playoffs yesterday, last year. Obviously, it's... Teams have some new construction, specifically the Houston Texans. But in fantasy, I'm looking forward to seeing how David Johnson is going to be utilized. I want to look forward to see how Will Filler is going to be like that number one option. Is looking even better if this, uh, Brandon Cooks isn't playing. And then for Kansas City, obviously, the eyes on the prize. We all want to see how Clyde Edwards Hilaire is going to come out and just break out on the scene. So those are the three things I'm watching. And obviously, just being started gazed and freaking having crushes on Mahomes and his greatness on the uh, offense. I mean, greatness on the field. Sorry. No, no, definitely. Uh, for me, I mean, obviously it's Deshaun Watson with that Hopkins for the first time in his career. I'd like to see how that works out and who, who becomes his favorite target. We may not know that off the bat if Brandon Cooks is out for week one, so that might not help give us the hope that we want to see. Uh, yeah, you're right, David Johnson, to see how much he actually is involved. Uh, if Duke Johnson is something that people can maybe drop after week one, if he's not that involved in the offense, something to look forward to. Um, on the flip side, I mean, yeah, Clyde Edwards, like you said it, guys. We want to see him play. We've been all dying, juicing over him this past offseason here. Let's see him on the field. Let's see him go. Uh, I'd really want to see how many carries they give Darrell Williams, the backup. Uh, he's going to be somewhat involved, but how involved is that going to be? Uh, hopefully not a lot, so Clyde Edwards can really eat it up. But I guess we'll find out shortly. And then lastly, uh, Mikkel Harmon. Uh, he's definitely someone I want to keep my eye on to see if he's very involved in this offense week one or not because – if he's not involved early on, he may be someone that I might consider dropping if that's the case because I don't want to involve his involvement for random touchdown games. That's more of a DFS play kind of for me. But I want to see his involvement early on to see if he can be somewhat part of this offense on a consistent basis. But So we'll have to find out. So it's going to be fun, very fun Thursday night football. First game of the year, guys. I can't wait to get my Buffalo wings and just kick back and watch some football with a beer. 
it's going to be exciting. But uh, let's go right into a primer for the evening here. And uh, we'll talk in starts and sits, guys. Uh, we're going to do things a little different this year after last year. And again, it may change a little bit. We may continue to modify this to give you guys the best of our abilities here on everything overall. So we're going to start with the running backs. We're going to try to take as much time with the more important players because there's obviously more players are starting here. Uh, so we're going to do two busts, two sleepers, and we're going to go more of a discussion topic after this. Kind of we'll just talk about a bunch of players and see if they're startable, if they're not, blah, 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 all in between, guys. So, uh, Jibs, we're going to start with the bust first. Who is your one first bust we're going to talk about? I like we discussed, like, since it's week one, it's hard enough to project and give analysis. And it's also harder because of, like, the COVID. COVID-19 impact on training camp but I chose Chubb as my first bus because Kareem Hunt just got paid but um, I'm just kidding but um, goddamn, like he goes against the Ravens week one you know terrific defense uh, they held him in check in one of the two games last year obviously the first game they played in week four Nick Chubb went off for 39 PPR points getting uh, 165 yards on 20 carries but then we saw in week 16 when the championship was on the line what did he do for you nothing 4.5 points I was one of those guys I lost by five points in my championship league giving me five rushing I mean 15 rushing attempts for 45 yards but I could expect something in the middle between those two performances, but still, I think without Nick Chubbs having a receiving floor, it's just going to kind of look ugly. So I think he was bust-worthy. He'll definitely be a lower-end RB2 for me this week. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I even though I have a big crush on Nick Chubb this offseason, there's the week one with Clayus Campbell now on the Ravens. Definitely somewhat of a scary option here. So definitely better to – if he, you're probably going to have to start him because he's your top you know, RB, but – uh, if you can find a better solution, take a seat on him. So, so my first bust of the evening, guys, is going to be Ronald Jones. And we all know Ronald Jones is a pretty big off-season like off hype guy. I know I hyped him up a bunch of times on the podcast. But we're into the season now, and week one just isn't a great matchup for him. For one, the Saints have a really strong run defense. They have a really strong front seven. And, and I think in this game, you're not going to see too many times where the Bucks will be ahead in this game, I think. So they're going to have to pro- probably rely on the pass a little bit more this week with Brady. Um, you know, obviously Leonard Fournette and LaShawn McCoy are there. So that's going to cause issues for a lot of things as well. So even though Ronald Jones might have the most knowledge in his backfield, I, I think that he just will be limited to someone to the extent that in a bad matchup already that he won't have that bulk of the volume to actually really provide big well, at least strong RB2 numbers, so he's definitely someone that I'm really concerned about this week, and I would rather sit if you can. Yeah, that includes Leonard Fournette for all you owners who picked him still high, even though he got shipped to a new team. Yeah, 100%. So, Jibs, going on to your second bust at the RB position. Um, it's a high pick, and don't get me wrong, but I chose Kenyon Drake. Just I'm just going to uh, reference another tough matchup this week. And uh, like even though the welcome boot thing wasn't like too much or whatever, it was kind of blown over. Like I'm, I'm just kind of wary. Like I own him in the A-League. But other than that, like that the San Francisco 49ers defense, like by all means, I don't think it got any worse than last year. So I think they're going to come back with another ferocious uh, defense. And like, yeah, Kenny Drake got like um, – We'll say, like, maybe a weekend of reps from that uh, walking boot uh, incident to him being sick and whatnot. So maybe I'm kind of, like, concerned of his fitness as well. So maybe you see a little bit more Chase Edmonds week one. But 
I'm just not expecting like premier uh, RB one numbers this week from Kenyon Drake. But moving forward, oh my God, his schedule opens up, and I wouldn't be surprised if he's sitting in RB three, RB four, coming into week four in the fantasy season. Well, the good news is, in just a general sense, that he's not on the injury report for week one, so that is good. But you're right, his matchup's a little sketchy overall with the 49ers. That's still a pretty tough D-line there to run through. Don't expect much week one, but yes, you're right, Chips. A lot of great uh, opportunity for him in the future. So uh, going over to mine, I kind of just did a, a trio, and it's the Lions, the Lions run game, guys. Don't start any of them this week. You know, DeAndre Swift is still dealing with injury. Kenyon Drake's dealing with injury. Okay, Kenyon Drake. He is dealing, he's not dealing with injury, but Carryon Johnson is dealing with some injury still. And they just signed Adrian Peterson, so we have no idea what this backfield's gonna look like. We just it's better safe against a Bears defense who's still relatively good. It's better just to sit them. It's gonna be a, uh, you know, a passing kind of day for this Detroit team, and you should not even bother starting the Major RB two or flex option or whatever it can be this week. They're better left on the bench and let's see what week one shows and how this backfield's gonna be split up early on. And um, going over to some uh, some brighter news, sleepers, guys. We're talking about some sleepers, some guys who you know are a little bit down on boards who you could start and possibly be a you know a, a week winner for you. And Jibs, who's your first sleeper this week? Well, I'm just gonna make it even known if people haven't known already. But even in like uh, shallower leagues, Tyree Cohen, like he could do some damage this week. Uh, we all know David Montgomery's been out with the groin injury. Uh, Cordell Patterson popped up on the injury report too. So it kind of just kind of all signals, hey, like Terry Cohen's going to get some extra opportunity. I don't care if he caps out at 10 carries, but I know he's going to be involved in that passing game as well. So I think there's something to be said right there. Like the Bears, in my opinion, probably going to be a little bit behind or close par in that game. So I still think they could pass the ball and get them involved in the game. Yeah, no, I definitely like Terry Cohen. Definitely a great PPR value overall. Uh, don't be surprised if Dave Montgomery surprises us this week. Uh, you know, people are saying that he's he's bouncing back, especially Tariq Cohen. He did say that, so uh, I probably wouldn't start him still. But if you're in a pinch, uh, you could throw a flyer on a guy like Dave Montgomery right now. Not a flyer, but you know, a start actually. So, but Tariq Cohen's a great matchup there. Um, my first one, I kind of mentioned him earlier, uh, Chris Thompson. Uh, I know they just signed Dar. Um, but he's probably going to play special teams. I don't see him probably seeing much of the field just because he was signed a couple only a couple days before uh, the games uh, will begin. So I think Chris Thompson will see a good amount of carries in this game. We saw you know Leonard Fournette have over 100 car- targets last season with mostly with uh, Menchu. So I think Menchu will target him uh, in the get out of the pinch situations against a pretty stacked uh, Colts D line. So Chris Thompson, I think he's a pretty good flex option who could put up over, you know, 12 PPR, you know, fantasy points this week. If it's standard, I wouldn't start him, but in PPR leagues or any kind of point per reception, I think he's definitely a good go to go for this week as a sleeper. Right, so I'll come with my number two, and I'm going to go with Darrell Williams, Kansas City Chiefs. Sorry if you're hearing this too late, but there's just reports that uh, Williams and Clyde Edwards will be sharing some of the touches this week early, so... Clyde Edwards earlier gets the sea legs while he's coming into the NFL. But even in like his limited appearances last year, Jared Williams did a little work, like nine carries, 62 yards, week three. Got a little bit of more opportunity next week, kind of pooped his pants. And then he kind of shined a little bit in week 11 later in the year. But most of his carries were just like two and three opportunities like the whole game but like i i like what they see i like, like what they're hearing in the uh from casey how they he could be uh trusted in all the facets of the offense 
Hopkins. So I think there's something to be had with Darrell Williams, and he's my sleeper for the week. Yeah, no, I like Darrell Williams as well. I've always been a kind of a fan of Darrell Williams. I know I thought he deserved an opportunity of maybe seeing a big workload for once. Uh, you know, injuries prevented that over the last couple of seasons now, but he definitely will see somewhat of a workload. I mean, Clyde, we're all loving Clyde now, but there's opportunity, you know, for this veteran to see some more of work because it is Clyde's first game. Let's not forget that. he is. It's his first game, and he's going to probably not see as many carries as we would like early on, but for sure he will be a star. But maybe week one, you want to pump the brakes just a little bit on that um, overall. Uh, going into my next guy here, um, I picked Zach Moss, and it also kind of bolds well for uh, a guy like Devin Singletary as well, uh, but mostly Zach Moss, and it's because he could have a early on role. I know I'm a big Devin Singletary fan. I'm a believer still. I am, sure I am. I don't care about the fumbles in practice. I think he'll bounce back when it comes to game day, but Zach Moss will have a role in this offense as well, and especially if the Bills kind of get up early on the Jets who you know are dysfunctional <laughs> as an offense as we know. Uh, they have really no one playing, but, you know, Brashard Perriman and Denzel Mims could be playing, guys, so just keep that in mind. But uh, overall, I think a guy like Zach Moss could see a role early on, and they could just lean on the run game in the late of the game and kind of just give him those bulk of the carries that kind of just tough it out and probably could score a touchdown this week. I, I think he could provide a somewhat of a, a flex p- appeal in half-point PPR standard leagues. I wouldn't start him if it was full point, but in those half-point and at least – um, standard leagues, he definitely could see a good value for him week one. So I definitely like a guy like Zach Moss this week and Devin Singletary. And uh, now we're going to our next part of our running back course. And so we're just going to talk about some other guys. Do you want to start a guy like Antonio Gibson this week? Yes. Uh, Eagles. I kind of want to see it first, but if I was in a deep league, I'll definitely have him as a flex if possible. Okay, so uh, I mean, I would kind of, I would start, I, I would kind of start him as well in a flex position. I think he could see enough work in week one. Again, it's a little risky, but he could definitely see some of a sleeper value this week. Um, are you starting any rookies like DeAndre Swift, J.K. Dobbins, um, Cam Akers in week one? Nope. None of the three. Okay. All right. There's some of those for you guys. I wouldn't start them either. So as we mentioned, Swift already. Obviously, Dobbins. I like him, but I, I don't know if he's going to see enough workload in week one still. He's going to be worked into this offense for sure. Uh, Cam Makers, we talk, we didn't really mention much about him yet, obviously, but you know that that uh, Cowboys defense is really strong against the run, and I think with the three-headed committee that Darrell Henderson is going to come into, wouldn't want to go out there and start him week one until we know more about his carries, if you can. Um, some other guys, maybe some more top-end guys, like you're okay starting guys like Todd Gurley, Chris Carson, James Conner this week. All go for me because I all want to see how it's going to turn out. Like they're pretty much like your round four investments in my eye. So it's not like you can't start them unless you did a trade or two in the off season. But I'm they're all full go for me. Yeah, definitely. Um, now is it crazy maybe Jibs to start, maybe sit a guy like Saquon Barkley runs against a really strong strong um, Steelers defense? <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. No, no, you're starting him. Okay, I just just wanted to check. Some people may be frightened about the whole uh, Pittsburgh's defense there. Um, some other guys on my board here that I'm looking at. You know, are you starting a guy like Tevin Coleman maybe this week with a good matchup against Arizona? Oh, that's a good. I think I'll have him like in the Antonio Gibson category. You know, Kyle Shanahan's going to give him some carries, but we don't know how many that's going to be. So I think I'd rather start Gibson over him in my eyes. 
Okay, so Coleman over... Deep. Oh, so Gibson over Coleman. Okay, just wanted yeah, to Gibson double check. Coleman, deep league special. Uh, would you, you know, start guys like maybe a Justin Jackson this week against Cincinnati? He's supposedly okay. Or maybe a guy like Naeem Hines against Jacksonville? Uh, Hines over Jackson. I think Jackson's still too risky. Okay, I, I probably wouldn't really want to start. I'd probably start Naeem Hines if he, if it's in PPR. If it's not in PPR, I wouldn't want to start him. Yeah, Justin Jackson and Joshua Kelly, uh, both guys I think Jibs really likes, and I do like these guys as well. Not worrying about starting them this week unless you want to take a flyer on them. I mean, one of them could go off. I mean, it really depends. If Justin Jackson is out, Kelly could see some goal line work and vice versa. I mean, Justin Jackson didn't see much goal line work when he was, a start, when he was playing last year, but... Uh, both these guys are kind of just like you're kind of throwing them out there and seeing what happens. I wouldn't want to risk it overall. What about a guy like Sony Michelle? Uh, we've been all everyone's been off on Sony Michelle, but he does play the Miami Dolphins uh, with a little bit of improved defense. Is he someone you're willing to start? I feel like I was like, not nah, probably not the one believer, but I felt like I just kept finding him in drafts this year. I was like, okay, you can come on my team. I think you're gonna have some kind of. Uh, use but no um just the reports you've been hearing lately how they're going to ease him back into the game and um <laughs> it, it, i feel like it's already eased when you're playing as new england patriots with all the running backs they use in the offense all right all right and that's the running backs for now guys um hopefully some of those help you to help you with the starts uh over though actually no i have one more jibs how do you feel about maybe starting a guy like cream cream hunt this week or a guy like Le'Veon bell It's a tough one because... Yeah, I feel confident about Hunt as... He's like the best kind of like fudge you could have. You know, he's going to get some rushes. He's going to get some balls too. Uh, Bell, like I know he's getting set Buffalo Bills defense. I think I I have Hunt actually higher in my week one weekends. I think you do. You have him at 26. I have him at 30. I actually have Bell pretty high still. You have Bell higher actually. No, you have Bell higher still. I do? Yeah. I take that back. <laughs> no, because he's getting that workload that we all heard, but I still think Kareem Hunt will have a decent day. No, definitely. Yeah, he definitely will have a decent day. I think they're going to have to fight their way back in that game, and Kareem Hunt will definitely be used. But even though I've kind of, like, you know, somewhat shit on Le'Veon Bell off season, he definitely has a, a horrible matchup, at least week one. Uh, he's going to be healthy, at least. That's a good thing. But. You know, he did play very well last time against the Bills. I think the week one last year when they played, he had like 13 receptions in that game. So he's not a bad play. I'd probably just want to start him over Hunt, and it's not by much either. I think I have him basically within points from each other. But I'd probably start Bell still. I think he's just going to see the majority of the work no matter what. And we'll have to see how much Cream Hunt is actually used in now a full off season. So, or not a real full off season, but an off season. So. Uh, but let's go over to wide receiver now. And, Jibs, who's your first bust at the wide receiver position? Uh, we were kind of highlighting it earlier. I had to kind of pause you down, but it's Mike Evans. And the news just keeps getting uh, better to make my case. So now there's reports that he's dealing with a hamstring injury. And, like, for I don't know about you, Steve, but it kind of gives me slight concern because that's the same kind of injury he went on IR last year. And then even if that wasn't the issue – now he's starting the 16 game slate with this injury so i don't know if it's going to have like a season lingering kind of effect but also last time i checked marshawn Lattimore is a very very good cornerback Great and corner. the saints defense definitely made slight improvements but they were still a solid uh, defense last year so 
I, I just can't have I'm not feeling Mike Evans this week. I think it'll be more of a Chris Godwin and just trying to find the uh, opportunity to exploit in the um, passing game. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. This week is if you have him, I, I think it's I think it's smart to just sit him this week, and the, and the injury concern is definitely well somewhat of a concern right now. So, uh, my first guy, I have Amari Cooper this week, guys. Um, I'm not a big fan of Amari Cooper overall. I never was in my draft rankings, but you know he's going to be versing Jalen Ramsey probably for most of the game. We all know Ramsey got paid, but there was a reason he got paid. He's one of the best cornerbacks in the league right now, and. Mario Cooper over the years, we've heard the knock that he cannot perform over top tier cornerbacks, and I think this week will get him. I, I think uh, he's not going to perform to your expectation week one. I think he's going to have a role of a, a bus game this week uh, and kind of disappoint you overall. So I would sit him if you can. I would. There's definitely better options we'll talk about that I would rather start uh, over Cooper this week. So, and uh, Jibs, back to you, my friend. Who's your second bust? My second bust is going to be Devonte Parker. Unfortunately, uh, mm-hmm. sorry, Steve. I know it's okay. But like he, he's also been a guy who's been in and out of uh, practices lately. I think he will be more of a guy who's going to be given a go on Sunday, given the reports. But uh, I know he's going against a All-Pro defensive quarterback, defensive player of the year, Stephon Gilmore, and he got him last time out and. Bill lost to Flores in that miraculous game last year, and I think he's going to get his revenge. I think Gilmore's going to get his revenge, and it's not really like fantasy oriented guys, but like you just can't go, <laughs> you can't go against Bill and the Patriots. But this is slightly less than your expectations for Parker. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, Parker really never has done well over his career. I know there was that beef between him and Stephon Gilmore at some point, and. Michael Thomas, I think, too, but uh, Bill Belichick's going to find a way to lock him down this week after him basically just embarrassing that the Patriots defense last year. He's going to find a way to take their best player out of the game, and which will be Devontae Parker, so I would definitely sit him this week and not try to try to start him right now. I, I'd have to wait at least the first couple of weeks of the season. He's got some tough matchups. Uh, my first guy is, I'm going with Odell Beckham this week, guys. Um, I like Odell this season. I think he could bounce back strong, but He's got a tough matchup against the Ravens this week. I mean, you have, um, you know, don't forget Marcus Peters is on there now. I mean, and um, and Marlon Humphreys. Uh, both these guys are top-tier cornerbacks, and no matter who's on them, I think Odell could end up having a pretty a mediocre game this week. Nothing that will blow up like he's used to in his past career, but it uh, could be somewhat of what we saw last year with that 3-for-70 kind of game, which will pretty much disappoint you unless you're, you know, hoping he's your third or fourth wide receiver you're starting this week. So uh, if you could, I would probably stay away from him. It's in Baltimore. If it was in Cleveland, I'd be a little more lean on him. But it's in Baltimore, and, and you know, Baltimore at home has been pretty good over their uh, season last year. So I would sit him. And as we go over from the bus, we go to the sleepers now. Jibs, who's your sleeper this week for the wide receiver position? I've been saying it. All off season, who is it, Steve? Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun motherfucking Jackson. <laughs> you got it right. Stick with my guns on this one. So just open your app, fantasy app, guys. Look for Deshaun Jackson. Then look for the week one performance last year. What do you see? 30 points pretty much. Dominant. Dominant. Yes. And then, yeah, he couldn't come back healthy this last year. But fast forward to 2020, guess who they're playing? Redskins. Or... <laughs> Football team, sorry, football team. Well, it's football team. So, like, Come on. if you 
you think about like the Eagles, what happened? Like Miles Sanders is banged up a little bit. You know, he's not going to be playing the full like sh- amount of shares that he's allotted to. Receivers got decimated. Alshon Jeffries out. Rager's kind of iffy, looking towards he's going to play or not. So you know, Ertz is going to be involved. So it's going to be the D-Jack and Ertz show, for in my estimation, and. It's just buzzing with opportunity. We know Deshaun Jackson usually makes his hay on, like, five targets and then three catches for, like, 100 yards and a touchdown. But I think he's going to have a decent workload this year. I mean, this week. So that's why he's my sleeper this year. No, definitely. Definitely don't hate that pick whatsoever. I like that one. Um, Going over to my first guy, it's Anthony Miller, guys. Uh, Wide receiver for the Chicago Bears. You know, he was coming on strong last year, playing hot, hot and heavy over there. And... They get a Detroit team that just lost their best corner to the Philadelphia Eagles and Darius Slayton. Yes, they drafted Jared Akuda, um, but he's a rookie. He's coming to his very first game of the season. Anthony Mill has looked strong in camp this season, and I would really, uh, I would take my shot as a flex option this week. I would 100% go out there and get him in my starting lineup. I think he could perform somewhat good. Uh, Mitch Trubisky actually played very well against the Detroit Lions, and it's weird to say, but over his career, we might get to him maybe later, but uh, he's played very well, so I think Andy Miller could end up having a surprising week one uh, startup, but he's going to be picked up in a lot of leagues probably if he's not already in uh, in fantasy right now. So, um, And Jibs, back to your second one now. Okay, so I should never recommend any Patriots player in my opinion, but I'm going to go with Nikhil Harry. Um, it's just I just feel like there's something to be had there. You know, Elvin's a very good, serviceable, aging veteran wide receiver. And some of their tight ends are a little banged up. And, like, you know, like Cam Newton, I don't think he's they're just going to run the ball down the Miami Dolphins' throat. So I think the kill Harry showed us a little bit of something last year, with, even though it was Tom Brady. But, like, I, I just think there's something to had. Like, he's been getting, like, his progression – or his report card for camp has just been like F's, D's, and whatnot. And then you slowly saw the C's, the B's, and then you're just hearing more. So I, I'm just gravitating towards those news and whatnot. And I think he could be – he could fall into a touchdown. He's a tall receiver. So I think that's something that should be looked into maybe. And you're not afraid of the Dolphins' new amazing tandem at the cornerback position, man? Come on. Uh, nah. I'm sitting Patriots. I'm sitting the Patriots, guys. I'm not messing with that this week. I don't care. I don't care if I'm a Dolphins fan. I'm not messing with the Patriots this week, week one. <laughs> Maybe Cam and Sony. But. All right. <laughs> We're going to put, put some money on that one. Put, definitely put some money on that. Uh, my next sleeper is Brandon. Oh, Brian. Brandon. I don't know why I'm saying his name wrong. Brian Edwards. Brian Edwards, guys. I'm sorry. I don't know. Brandon Ayuk. I don't know where it was going on that, guys. But uh, Brandon Edwards, uh, rookie wide receiver for the Las Vegas Raiders, not named Henry Ruggs. Yeah, he's a starter. He's listed at the starter this week. He's been phenomenal in practice so far. He's looked very strong, very fast out there on the field. And I am Trevor Williams on the field anymore. So the door opens up for a guy like Brandon Edwards to see some really great work week one and get suits against the Carolina Panthers who who are like one of the worst teams right now against in defensive uh, efficiency right now losing half their veterans a lot of young guys inexperienced guys on that team Derek Carr is going to have a good field day with a guy like Brandon Edwards this week and I think he's going to be a surprise big pickup if you haven't already he should probably be on your team so and then we go over to our open discussion now, and let me see, Jibs, what could we talk about right now? Uh, does the guys, are you starting any of the New York Giants wide receivers right now against Pittsburgh? 
give Shepard a go. You give Shepard a go. Okay. And this I'll one. give uh, I'll give uh, Slayton a nod. Like, you know, like the what's up nod. Like. Uh, the what's up nod? Oh, man. <laughs> nah. If I'm you guys, I'm not starting any of them this week. I may be starting Shepard. I don't trust him. I think Evan Ingram is going to be the guy who has the most carries, uh, most targets this week, followed by uh, Saquon. So, uh, not carries, but targets this week. And I, I'd rather sit them if I could. I, I'm not feeling it too much. What about the Cincinnati guys? Tyler Boyd and A.J. Green. Uh, do those interest you at all for the pretty tall uh, Chargers defense? Ooh, Tyler Boyd for sure. Tyler Boyd, yeah. I'd probably start Tyler Boyd still. Someone has to catch the ball still. I think A.J. Green might get locked up a little bit. Casey Hayward's a pretty good cornerback, so I definitely don't hate that pick overall. What about some of those top-tier you know, wide receiver rookies? You know, C.D. Lamb, Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs, you know, Justin Jefferson. Are you starting these guys week one if you have them? No. I think if I will give that group any consideration, I think Ruggs has, like, the most, like, sexy appeal as, like, uh, that's, like, he just could, like, win you a week, you know, like, him and uh, Edwards are starting outside. Like, Edwards is your sleeper, and um, I think that could be viable. Yeah, I think Ed Ruggs would be my only guy, too. I think Judy's going to get – Judy's playing a pretty tough Tennessee defense. You know, we're not sure what we're going to get from CeeDee Lamb week one. He could be somewhat of a sleeper, but I wouldn't be comfortable starting him. And Justin Jefferson's playing third on the depth chart right now, so he may not also see that big workload week one. Uh, it really depends on how that Minnesota team plays, uh, to be honest. And um, let's, let's see a couple other guys on this list here. Like, are you comfortable starting a guy like Emmanuel Sanders this week? You know, Tim Bates was really bad last year against the pass. Are you, you going to fire him up week one? Who's that? Emmanuel Sanders. No. No. Okay. Uh, I, I I would consider it if... No, I, no, I wouldn't consider it. I, it's just too risky. I don't know how this team's going to go. If you want to throw a dart, dart out there, I guess you could say it's okay, but I would prefer not to. What about a guy like Jameson Crowder this week against Buffalo? I like Crowder. I like Crowder, too. I think, you know, Trader's Choice plays on the outside. Crowder plays on the slot role. I think he could see enough target share to be real, somewhat relevant this year. So I definitely like him as well. And let's go down and see some, like, more of a, like, these deeper guys. Like, uh, would you want to start guys like Curtis Samuel, Sammy Watkins, uh, Michael Pittman, or Paris Campbell this week? Yeah, but I'll take anyone out of the group. I'll go with Watkins. You know, he was like kind of the fancy, I wouldn't say fancy force, but he definitely guided some of the Chiefs' playoff performances leading them to the Super Bowl. So he did look good. He's off the injury report, which is a good thing for Sammy Watkins. Obviously, like you said earlier in the episode, like we always want to see what McCole Harmon is going to do. It's a fan favorite of mine. So I think he has the most appeal, and it's just given that high-powered offense. Yeah, I, I wouldn't want to start Curtis Samuel. I mean, I don't know what he's going to do. Sammy Watkins, I think he's an okay flex play week one. Houston's secondary has gotten banged up a little bit. Uh, as far as the Colts guys, uh, Michael Pittman I'm a big fan of, and especially in Dynasty. I would want to wait week one and hold off starting him. I don't see it. You could maybe take a shot on a guy like Mike Paris Campbell. I think he could provide some big value uh, going into his second season this year. He could be someone, I actually have to move him up on my boards a little bit, I have him a little bit too low, but he's definitely someone I would prefer to start over a guy like Michael Pittman. And let's see, anyone else that really, you know, would Randall Cobb be someone you would want to start if Brandon Cooks is out? Oh, yes, indeed. Okay, okay, I probably would start him too, I think there's just enough target share going around and... Um, then we're going to leave it off at that for the wide receiver position here, I think. Uh, now, what about the guy like Steve Sims down there? What about him? Would you start him this week against your Eagles? 
Yeah. Okay, and do you have any issues with a guy like Terry McLaurin against Darius Slayton this week? Last time he played, I think he locked him down a little bit. No. No, you're okay with starting Terry McLaurin? If it's the, if it's the Redskins versus the Eagles, anything's on the table. Okay. Like I've seen tight ends jump over linebackers. I've, I've seen, seen it too. Terry McLaurin tear up. I want to say the best corners in the league, but Slayton's an upgrade over that. Okay, okay. I'd probably start the Terry McLaurin too, but if it was a better matchup, I would be okay not starting him. And Steve Sims, I definitely would want to start this week. I think he'll have enough in the slot role probably this week that'd be kind of okay to play. So, And then we'll flow over to the tight end position. Jibs, give me your one bust at the tight end position this week. I'm going to give it to you. I think it's Jerry Cook, just based off efficiency. All right. Uh, the Bucks matchup definitely looks good on paper from the 2019 campaign and they gave up a lot of points to tight ends but I'm just worried about his touches because if he doesn't score a touchdown you're definitely going to be left with a duck game probably 30 to 40 yards and that's it that's nothing compared to what your opponent's going to have in his lineup see this is uh, where we actually disagree for once in our in our entire uh co-hosting to here together i i think ahead, lay it on me. i just think you know that their defense was the bucks defense was really bad against tight ends last year i mean yes the target share would not sure how that's going to work but i think he could i think they're gonna be so focused on guys like kamar and michael thomas and now emmanuel sanders that i think maybe this one game i think Jared cook could eat he did play very well against them last year i would assume it to do it again if you have him as your starter this year so you picked him to do that i'd start him I think I'd be okay starting him this one week at least. And I'm actually going to stick in this game, and I'm going to go with a guy like Rob Gronkowski. And, uh, yeah, to me, first game coming off, you know, almost 18 months of being absent from football. Yes, Mike Evans does help his value slightly, but I don't know where we're going to see it. A guy like Gronk, I, I wouldn't want to start him. The uh, Tampa Bay and Tampa Bay, the Saints were, you know, pretty decent against tight ends last year. You don't know how that target share is going to go. I I just it's very frightening to see what kind of happens. I, yeah, we all know that Gronk and Brady had a great connection back in their time, but you know this is a couple years later now, and I just don't know if Gronk's going to see the workload that you guys once saw on him. So I'm a little hesitant to want to start him this week in fantasy. And Jibs, back over to you, my friend. Who is your sleeper though for the tight end position this week? Jonu Smith. Just because, so like, uh, there's just like, Brian Tannehill, like, we know the Titans offense isn't like a superb passing offense or whatnot. And Jono Smith, in the last two years, always kind of made K when he had the opportunity to be an efficient role in the offense because Delaney Walker's presence. And they did like him early on. But um, Delaney Walker's not there anymore, so... I don't think the likes of Corey Davis is going to be catching four or five receptions per week. I want to take my uh, might. I'm going to throw that in Jody Smith. Like, he has an amazing athletic profile. We see the speed. He's basically like A.J. Brown, but the tight end version of him. So if A.J. Brown's a little hampered up and he can't give it a full go and can't get his full set of plays, I think Jody Smith, Smith could take some um, – he could make an opportunity out of that. Yeah, I think with Jonah Smith, it's all about his target share. Uh, it's definitely someone else I'm going to mention later about that. But it's definitely his target share ability. I mean, the one thing I did not like is that the Broncos only let up three tight end touchdowns last year. But 
I think with the amount of lack of weapons in Tennessee, someone else has to catch the ball besides A.J. Brown. And I think Jonah Smith, we saw his athletic ability last year. Uh, he could be someone who could kind of make a bad situation look really good this week. So uh, I don't hate that that much, but uh, it's definitely a slight concern. With the sleepers, guys, you're going to have somewhat of a risk to him because they could end up falling out. That's kind of what a sleeper is. But he has big ability to his game, so I don't hate it. And going over to mine, I'm going with a guy like Jack Doyle. Um, he could have been someone you picked up really late in your draft, so probably going to have gone on draft in a lot of leagues. I think he's one of the top waiver wire pickups right now. But uh, we all know Philip Rivers last year and his ability to throw to the tight ends over his entire career with Antonio Gates and Hunter Henry. Um, Jack Doyle's not a bad tight end. You haven't seen the kind of you know lust we saw back in 2016, but he's someone that I would be okay starting and be happy about it because Jacksonville's defense is really that bad and they're going to be so focused on the core wide receivers on the outside I think Jack Doyle down the middle I think will be wide open for a guy like Philip Rivers just to throw him the ball and he's going to have I think a really good week one game so uh, he is my sleeper this week and let's just have an open discussion a little bit here all right, Jib, so let's see what we got going on now. Um, like, are you happy? Would you be okay starting guys this week like Mike Isecki, Noah Fond, uh, Austin Hooper this week at all? Isecki for sure. Um, Hooper, I'm iffy about. Can't hear you. Sorry. Okay. So, Gazeki is a sure start for me. I think he could have good opportunity in the offense given the amount of wide receiver losses that were taken in the office season. Hooper is eh, you should have did better at tight and go on the waiver wire. Get <laughs> to Jarwin. And Fant, obviously oh crap. Computer shut down. And Fant Yeah, I think I could give him a go. Yeah, I'm okay with starting Mike Kosicki. I think he's just going to see enough workload to be involved in this offense, especially with the lack of linebackers now the Patriots do have. Uh, Austin Hooper probably wouldn't want to start him week one. Noah Font's got a pretty, I think, pretty tough matchup with this Titans. I actually have him too high right now in my rankings. I need to love him a little bit because I am not a fan of that this week. I'd definitely sit them. Um, what about some other guys like TJ Hawkinson, Eric Ebron, um, maybe an Ian Thomas or Chris Herndon this week? Do these guys interest you at all, starting them as streamers? Hawkinson, no. Um, second one was Ebron. I think he could give you a little consideration given the Giants' defense and the lack of linebackers they have out there. Um, Herndon, I'll say yes. And I don't know. I forgot the two middle ones. Uh, just Ian Thomas is the other one. If you're in the super deep league, sure. But I'd rather have the other three. Yeah, um, I'm kind of on board with what you just said there a little bit. Like, I would definitely start Eric Ebron if I went on the streamer position. If you went streamer on it, I wouldn't mind starting him this week. Uh, the Giants weren't the best against the uh, t- you know tight ends last year. Uh, as far as the rest of them, TJ Hawkinson scares me because I just don't know what you're going to get out of him week one. You know, you saw that one big blow up game, but he was kind of very poor, inconsistent after that, and so it definitely wouldn't feel comfortable starting him if you're your starting tight end. Definitely look out for some other guys out there if you could. Chris Herndon, I wouldn't mind starting. This is the guy I kind of mentioned who I want to talk about later. was like, it's the shares of targets he's going to get. And that's put keep him somewhat relevant as a sleeper. Not a sleeper, but as somewhat of an okay option this week that he might have a solid floor. Just because he's got to throw the ball to someone, Sam Donalds. And Chris Herndon is a really good tight end when healthy and on the field. So wouldn't hate that even though the Bills are pretty strong against tight ends. Chris Herndon could end up having an okay game. And Ian Thomas... 
Yeah, I don't know if I'd want to start him. If it was a deeper league, I'd probably be okay starting him. But as my 10 or 12-man league, you know, the Raiders weren't great against uh, tight ends last year. But it would definitely be somewhat far-fetched with the amount of weapons they already have on this offense here. And uh, let's see, uh, anyone else that, you know, kind of, yeah, no one else really comes to mind that I'd want to really start this week that already. I think that's pretty much it for tight ends there, guys. So we're going to move on to quarterbacks now. This is the last part of our segment. Uh, and Jibs, tell me who's your one bust for the week at quarterback. My bust this week is going to be Kyler Murray. Uh, this isn't a shot to my number five quarterback this year, but he does have a uphill battle facing the San Francisco defense, just like I mentioned with Kenyon Drake. Um, I haven't ranked 12th this week, and I could see him finish with like 16 to 18 points. And I just don't like the matchup. That's that's basically it. Like I think, sure, like he could. We know he's going to take that leap to your step, but I'm just going to take in consideration that quality of the defense and then pick him down a couple spots on my ranking. Yeah, I mean, definitely a little nerve-wracking. I mean, he did well in one game against San Francisco, and then the other game he well, he did okay. Um, but he didn't throw a lot. That's my biggest kick. If he gets a lot of throwing going, he might be okay. I mean, he had four touchdowns and zero picks in two games, Jibs. Um, but, yeah, there was, you know, the, the I'm sorry, I can't speak. The the yardage needs to come up if I'm going to want to start him. You're probably going to have to start him, but just, you know, like Jibs said, just be a little worried about it. I would take my consideration, just be somewhat cautious, but you're going to probably end up starting him, so. Yeah, you should definitely start him. I'm just saying, like, he's not going to be putting up QB1, like, top five numbers. Top five. He's not a top five guy. He could be a QB1 still, but not a top five guy, so just keep that in mind. Um, I did go, my, I have two here real quick. And I, first one I want to mention is just Deshaun Watson. This could be a real trap game for Deshaun Watson. Yes, he put up 36 points last year against the Chiefs. And see, my concern is that this is the first time without Deshaun, without DeAndre Hopkins. Brandon Cooks is already banged up. He could be missing this game. So you're left with a guy like they had last year and Kenny Stills, Will Fuller, and Randall Cobb. Doesn't scream something I want us to do. The reason he did so well last year is that he did have two rushing touchdowns. So that kind of kept him alive. But maybe with a you know star-studded, not star-studded, but maybe a star-studded, I guess, guy and David Johnson still, that might limit him this week. It's really hard to play in Arrowhead, especially if there will be fans there. So that's going to be somewhat of a concern for them. So... I'd be cautious. You're probably going to start him, but I just wanted to throw his name out there as a guy that I could see bust very big this week. Uh, another guy would be like a guy like Daniel Jones. Wouldn't start him if you thought he was going to be a breakout candidate against Pittsburgh. Just wouldn't do it. Even at home, Pittsburgh's defense is just that tough and wouldn't want to deal with it. So, And, Jibs, we'll go over to your sleeper now. Who is your sleeper for the quarterback position? Well... I'll take my Eagles car away, but it's Dwayne Haskins Jr. Ooh. Went really, really low. And he finally got the nod as a starter, and he's gotten pretty good reports from what I've heard out of camp. But this is just my take as an Eagles fan. No fantasy kind of things ever. But um, the Redskins just always play the Eagles hard, and I don't think it's going to be a low-scoring affair by any means. So I can see Dwayne Haskins throwing two touchdowns. And if you look at his basic projections, he's basically projected – if he gets two touchdowns, he's having a decent day. Like, yes, it's projected 14 points on sleeper, we'll just say, but for instance. So, like, I think he's going to exceed that by far. I think he could probably get the 18-point mark, 17-point mark, if necessary, and uh, four point points, four point for pu- touchdown passing leads. So, I'm going to give it to Dwayne Haskins here, 
I mean, this week. Don't be surprised. All right. Okay. That's going to hurt when I get to our streamer episode, part of the show. So, But my sleeper quarterback, guys, it's Derek Carr this week. And if you take that quarterback streamer approach, I really like him this week against the Carolina Panthers. They were just letting fantasy points up left and right at the end of the season. They didn't get better. They have a lot of youngsters on the team now, and they're just rebuilding right now. And this is going to be the time where I think Derek Carr just balls out week one. He's definitely going to be one of the biggest like pickups of the week watch as a quarterback streamer. But in just a general sense, I think he would be someone, if you're streaming that position and you don't like who you have currently, Derek Carr, I think, could give you a, a good enough floor. He gives you like 17 to 18 fantasy points this week. Uh, especially in two QB leagues, I'm dying to start him every single way if I can. So uh, I like Derek Carr as my sleeper this coming week. So, And uh, let's go to some open discussion here, Jibs. Let's see what we got here. Uh, you know, are you comfortable starting guys like Jared Goff this week or like mm, T- Tyrod Taylor or Teddy Bridgewater? Tyrod for sure. Ah. defensive first. Tyrod's a streamer, a solid streamer. Teddy Bridgewater would be lower than that. And who was your first one? Uh, Jared Goff. He's actually a guy who's pretty much on that cusp of, like, yeah, on rosters. Yeah. yeah. You know my love for Goff. I'm starting the guy. Yeah, you definitely have to. You know, you know the Cowboys lost their best corner in Brian Jones this offseason. There's going to be some big scoring, I think, in Dallas this weekend. So keep your eye on that. If he's out there, I'd pick him up right now if you could. So uh, Tyrod, I wouldn't mind. as a streamer start. Don't hate it. Uh, I'd probably start... Derek Carr over him, and I'd probably start Tyrod over Teddy Bridgewater this week, even though the the Raiders' defense is not that good as well. Um, and that's kind of how I see it. Uh, you know, are you going to be comfortable starting guys like youngsters like Joe Burrow or Drew Locke this week? Oh. <laughs> is that a yes? They no? got more confidence in Joe Burrow. Yeah, um, to be honest, I'm a big Drew Block believer, guys. I am, but I think the Titans' defense first game, this could be a, just a bad game as they get that offense going. I wouldn't want to start Drew Lock week one, but mark my word, he's going to be a great quarterback this season, I'm telling you. Joe Burrow, I probably wouldn't start Joe Burrow. I wouldn't want to risk it, but he's also a guy with a ton of potential, too. It's like, I, like, I want to start a lot of these quarterbacks, but you just can't, so I probably would start lock over burrow though if i had a shot i have him ranked two spots ahead of him so and uh i just want to mention mitch trubisky guys if you take that streamer post as well uh we all know mitch wasn't that good last year but he did play has played very well against the detroit lions over his three-year career now and the the defense in the secondary is is somewhat of a you know rebuild fix from the draft so mitch could end up having a really good game he does have good weapons so if he can just stay stay you know smart with his throws he could be someone of a surprise this week who could end up in the top 15 just just know that out there you probably aren't going to do it but just just a note if he ends up in the top 15 don't be surprised so um and then lastly jibs give me a dfs for the week oh dts i'm sorry dst i'm sorry dst for the week uh who do you got uh, multiple week window right here. I'll give the Colts. They face the Jaguars week one, followed by the Vikings, which is all right. And then they got the Jets and the Bears. So if you see the Colts DST on your waiver wire, give them a nod or give them a look and then put them on the bench. But, um, yeah, if you want, like, a streamer, I think, like, the Titans defense could be a quality option. 
I know they're not overly owned in most leagues. Yeah, I thought the Titans' defense would be pretty good, too. The Eagles' defense would be pretty good. Uh, don't be surprised if I got like, the Dolphins' defense this week or, you know, the Lions. Not the Lions, but the Bears, maybe. The Bears are going to be starting, but um, the Bengals' defense is, like you said, he's going to prove he, they could be a surprise. Yeah, it could be a surprise as well. Um, again, I probably wouldn't want to start them. Just, just to name a couple others out there. So, uh, Jibs, give me – I'm going to tell you this, but give me one last thing here. Give me – one of the biggest waiver pickups going into week two right now. Week two. Going into week two after week one's over, who is going to be the biggest pickup? Hmm. I don't know. I'll give it's you mine. Hard. I'll give you mine. I'll let you think. It's going to be Brian Brian Edwards, guys. Uh, just He's going to have a balling out week one, and people are going to just fiend off. I think he's only owned in like 20-some percent of leagues right now. He's just going to be probably one of the biggest waiver wire pickups, guys, just so, just to know. Just gonna put that out there now. I'm throwing throwing the money on it, guys. Hmm. I don't have one. <laughs> all right, all right. You don't have to have one. I just figured Nikhil it'd be Harry, fun. I'll go with my sleeper. Nikhil Harry. Okay, he could. He's definitely out there in a lot of leagues. I'm surprised. So uh, definitely don't don't hate that at all. So, but uh, that is the end of our show today, guys. That is the sleepers and sits. Uh, Thank you guys for listening. We're going to be doing this all offseason, guys. Hopefully we have – we're going to probably maybe switch this up just a little bit. We're going to tweak it. We're going to try to give you some more options and more scenarios for your start and sits each week. I will be doing a weekly start and sit article that will have you know starts and sits for every single game. So look for that starting next week. Didn't have enough time with the holiday this week, but I apologize. But I will be back on track with my stuff next week. So look out for that. Look out for some DFS D- – can't say today. DFS stuff this week. Our boy Jesse and Justin and Joe all going to be doing some work this weekend. So please check that out if you like that DFS kind of stuff. Um, it's all over on our website at www.thefantasycoaches.com. Our week one rankings are live now. So uh, check those out as well to help you win. If you have questions, please hit us up on Twitter at Coaches Fantasy. You can hit me up personally if you need to at Coach Stephen P. You can follow me at Hot Take Control on Twitter. So we appreciate you guys for listening in this week. Good luck on your week one matchups. Uh, if you need anything, like I said, hit us up on Sunday morning. We're glad to help you with some starting sick questions. Until then, guys, see you guys next Tuesday. The back is not far-fetched. We got a couple of clock hands. I've been feeling super duper. How the heck they know the future? Come with me, don't be a loser. Grass is green like Cooper Scoopers. Clueless analysts don't do the half of this. In fact, I'm backing this by asking if y'all remember that tough act interacting. Sh- like boom, running like zoom. The highest and mightiest entered the room. High off the knowledge, I'm feeling the fumes. All players cover this nuts as legumes. Opponents are doomed, and these are the facts. I keep it 100 like I'm running track. Listen up, Jack. I'ma head back. Back to the blowing that, blowing that, blowing that. Go. The back.